This is Chasing the Anchor Part 4. Yeah. Correcting your record. Correcting your record prior to submitting your letter to the board. This is a big one. It's huge. I think a lot of people are going to benefit from it just because I know my record is has been in the past pretty checked. So yeah. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. How long have you been in the Navy? Oh, me a blow life. I'm Jamie Britt. And I'm Heath Britt. And together we are E14. We have 40 years of naval service. And each week we discuss a potpourri of topics, which we like to call smoke pit topics. These are real world topics that concern us, our marriage, and our Navy with a sailor twist. So join us each week as we dive into the deep end. Booyah! Hey everybody, welcome back to E14 Podcast. I'm Jamie Britt. And I'm Heath Britt. And together we are E14. And today we've got a very special topic that we're going to introduce here in a minute after I put out the disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of our own and not the United States Navy or our respective commands. You know what that means, right? What? You can take it or leave it. (laughs) Good. So you want to introduce today's topic? Yeah, man. Uh, today's topic is chase, Chasing the Anchor Part 4, which is uh, getting your record squared away, any corrections made prior to you submitting your letter to the board. Mm. Especially we're concentrating on people going up for chief. That's why they're chasing the anchor. Yes. And I mean, anybody can benefit yes. from it at all levels because we all need to keep our records squared away. But first, um, let's stand by from a word from our sponsors. This is Vice. Request permission to entertain the audience with a limerick. A limerick, you say? Entertain us, you shall. If you want to make money for your show, get off your ass and search for Podgo. A simple way to make some cash and get a sponsor for your podcast. Apply online is all you do. Then Podgo will reply in a week or two. Is it really that easy? Well, if I did it, then it must be so. Type P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. One more request, if it pleases, the vice. Okay, fine. Proceed, if you will. For all who request a Podgo account, tell them E14 Podcast is how you found out. All right, and we're back. Yeah, like uh, like Jamie said a minute ago, <clears throat> we're concentrating on the, on the uh, sailors going up for chief petty officer. But like I said, Sailors going up for senior chief, going up for master chief can benefit because like a master chief. Even E4s and E5s need to know this information. Definitely, definitely, because it's never too early to start squaring your stuff away, right? Right. And if if I knew now what I wish I would have known then, then I wouldn't be having to work as hard at this point. Right, definitely, definitely. It is harder once you're under the gun to get it done prior to a deadline, right? Right, especially those letters to the board deadlines that – Seem um, you definitely don't want to wait until the day that it's due to try to get on there and mm-hmm. submit it because you know it's all electronic now. Yeah, you don't want to have those computer troubles, so you at least want to be able to submit it a week before or to give yourself a little bit of cushion time in case you do have the system goes down or whatever it is. Right, right, and uh, like Master Chief Roberts said, the formula is the same, right? 
mm-hmm. no matter if you're going up for chief or mass chief, the formula is exactly the same. So, um, hopefully this helps not only the first classes, I hope it helps the chief chiefs and senior chiefs. And I hope it helps, uh, any, you know, if uh, junior E sixes, junior E fives and E fours and, and junior. Yeah, Let's definitely. Do. Let's dive into it. Let's do it. So <clears throat> I sent out a, a feeler for information on this from uh, people that might have a little more information than me or a corporate mm-hmm. knowledge. I got a, <clears throat> I got a, uh, Message from Y I think it's YNC Chief uh, Stephanie Shadwick, and I'm going to share that with you real quick. And also, I want to thank before we start. I want to thank uh, Senior Chief uh, Andrew Griffiths and Master Chief Stephen Roberts for the other two episodes episodes of Chasing Anchor. They really they really benefited. Yeah, uh, and they weighed in on this one as well. Right. So um yeah. we just appreciate all of their efforts yeah. for these for this series and uh getting our knowledge up so that we could share that and amplify it and bring it to you. Definitely, definitely, because without y'all's help, this is not possible. Guarantee it. So let's get started on this from uh Stephanie Shadwick. All right. So she sent me up and there's some things she wanted she wanted us to hit on. Missing evals or overlapping reports. I'm gonna paraphrase here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, sound like you got a little frog in your throat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you you so much. So, somebody she knew was straight up missing evals from years ago. Filed a missing eval report, which you can we'll go over that. It's uh in the eval manual. Yeah, I didn't even know that that was a possibility because especially um for those that are reservists, uh you don't have the same reporting seniors in in the area. It's hard to find somebody to that remembers you right. or to figure that out. So filing a missing email report is, is going to be crucial. Yes, definitely. Cause you got to show that continuity, right? Right. Yeah. So there was another instance where a sailor had three evals covering two periods. That's one too many. Mm-hmm. Right. So they had to get rid of one of those evals. So let's just break it down each part. Before, okay. Yeah. So let's talk about missing eval. Let's, let's talk about the easiest. Let's talk about, Let's talk about administrative changes. Okay. So that's the easiest. And I've done that before. And I had a, uh, the most common you'll see that I've seen is where your eval as a first class ends on November 15th of that year. Mm-hmm. That's the ending date, right? So say your next eval came up and it started December 1st. So you got two weeks that you're, that you're missing that continuity that, you know, what happened in those two weeks, you know, the boys are yeah. like, why is he missing two you weeks? Or robbed he's a bank two weeks. and, you know, yeah. yeah. He <laughs> killed three kids or whatever, <laughs> you know. So we'll catch you over there. You can do a, a correction and let me, I, I took uh, notes here. So you can do a correction, administrative changes, the command or reporting senior originating the report or the member's current command can initiate uh, administrative change, but also the member can do one for for obvious typos or obvious administrative changes. Yes, because I had one um, that had recruiter misspelled. It said recruiter. Yep. And I, you know, didn't want the board to think that I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. So I actually wrote a correction letter and signed it myself. Perfect. Uh, for that specific situation, just so that I could show, hey, I, I read my eval. You know, it was a typo. Right. And it happened to me. I was a first class at the time and I was going for through my record. And I noticed that they had a, a, one of my evals were I checked out the command July 2nd of, let's say, 07, 2007. So I checked into the command 
the next command, August 15th, for argument's sake. It was a good month, a month gap. And I noticed that and I did administrative change. It was really quick. So for your information, most admin departments or personnel uh, detachments, PSDs have a template already made. And if you need a template, chapter 15 of the uh, eval manual, the the beepers instruction 1610.10, I think we're echo right now, that you can they have examples there in chapter 15. Oh, okay. So you can, if they, you can't find one, you can draft one up. Just, just use that as a guide. But that's a super easy way to square that away because you want to have, you make sure your continuity is good to go. Next, we can get into any more questions on? No, I I was ready to dive into what do you do if you're outright missing okay, one? Missing, okay. Yeah, because that is a huge deal. All yeah. right, we'll talk about it. Missing fit, fit reps, TP files, or evals. Do not disqualify a member before a selection board, but it can make it hard for the board members because they got to wonder what happened in that time frame. This is a full missing reporting period. Right. So at a minimum, the member should reach out to that command. If she's at the current command, that's easy. Hey, can I get a copy of the eval that I'm missing? Because admin department always keeps copies. If it's at the former command or a past command, you have to reach out. That could pose a problem. Could pose a problem. What if the reporting senior transferred? You can't find the reporting senior. What if, uh, I know a lot of people, they the ship decommed or the oh, command okay. is not around anymore. That could be a big issue. Mm-hmm. First thing, always keep, I know I'm speaking, uh, preaching to the choir, always keep a copy of all the emails. You're provided a copy. Make sure you keep it. Having an I love me binder really helps. Yeah, don't be like me. Or me. <laughs> I'm bad about it. In the event that <clears throat> the other day I opened my I love me binder and it was completely empty. And I was like. It's just a binder? It was just an empty <laughs> binder. I was like, oh, what did I do? What did I do with everything? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, if you find the eval, right, if you got an eval, all you got to do is send it in. Um, I'm going to give you all write this number down. Any questions on how to submit a correspondence like that? Uh, 1-866-U-ASK-NPC. So 1-866-U-A-S-K-N-P-C. I was about to do some uh, phonetic alphabet, but I don't know. Yeah, just NPC. NPC. You yes, ask NPC. NPC. Everybody knows. And uh, I was dialing it today just to see if I remembered it. And I did 1-800 and I got some Medicare numbers. So that's not, it's one 866 not 1-800. <laughs> so definitely call them and they'll tell you it's submitted. I, I mailed mine in. Okay. But that's 10, 11 years ago. So yeah, the thing of the past. Thing of the past. So they probably have a cool little website for you to, for you to, uh, Submitted to or an email address or something. Okay. Member statement in lieu of missing report. If unable to obtain a regular report after reasonable effort, submit a one page letter to PERS 32 explaining why the report could not be obtained and provide the information that should have appeared in blocks one through 19 and 22 through 26 of the missing report. Also, the letter may be uh, may mention qualifications attained during the period, but may not evaluate or grade the member's own performance. So you can't say, uh, I got a 5-0. A 5-0 sailor. Yeah. yeah. I was like, dang. Well, I mean, that, I mean, how do they do their due diligence on that? Because what if I said, I got my IW pin and uh, obtained that? What should you have a copy of? Well, I'm just saying. 
I would have a copy of that IW cert. It doesn't yeah. really get into it here, but you should keep copies of all your certs. So maybe you hopefully probably have to send the uh, appropriate documentation. Right. If you're going to claim a qual, you probably yes. have to send in the would, substantiating documents along with that letter. Definitely send in that uh, that qual cert, or if it's, you don't have the cert anymore, hopefully in fleet temps. If you look under, I think qualifications, one of those tabs, you to have your your mm-hmm. uh, your warfare designations on there. Uh, so definitely send something in proving you have that warfare device. Um, the command has to endorse the endorsement letter by the command. Yeah. So not, you can't, it's not just your bird. Right. You can't just say, I got a call. Right. You're going to have to send in, you know, substantiating documentation, your NAM write up, your, your what is something right. to show that you actually got what you, you're claiming that you it, have. Exactly. And then your command has to sign off on it as well. So exactly. So that's big. So it makes your command. Hopefully you do your deal, do, due diligence and go talk to your chief, mm-hmm. talk, you know, so he can go up and, and we can make sure the command's aware of this so they don't get a letter on their desk for the CO to sign and he doesn't know what, what we're doing, you know, anything about it. So make sure you grease the skids, if you will, on that. Um, like I said, it's not a showstopper if you don't have it, but it's sure it's not going to help you if you don't have, if you don't right. have that, um, that find that missing report or submit that statement. And this is uh, that statement, uh, that information is in Chapter 17, the administrative change in Chapter 15 of the uh, eval instruction, again, the beepers instruction 1610.10. And then Chapter 17 is the missing statements of that same instruction. And there's a lot of things you can find in that. In that uh, well, the one last thing that we wanted to, as we were reading what Chief Chadwick had said, um, that there was a member that had two or three evals for the same period right what should you do in that situation that, that coming from coming from i didn't look that up in the instruction but coming from the people that know the right. knowers you you need to somehow got to get that uh removed from your from your uh record from your ompf your online record why would you want to do that because it looks like it's a double so it might it could confuse the board uh on on uh why why they have three evals in two years it just doesn't, it's too much. It's not continuity, right? It's one for one. Why? So you have two evals for the same reporting period. It, it's just, it can confuse the board, raise questions at the board, make the board look like you don't know how to manage your record and mm-hmm. things like that. So, and I would definitely go to, don't take our only word for it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, resources out there. You have your CMCs, you have all those people that have at your command or your ISIC that stood the board that set boards, definitely get with them and uh, get their advice before you go forward. We so can, we can continue reading uh, the information that she put and then yeah, kind of break it. it down a little definitely, bit. Definitely. Definitely. Love it. Cause there was a lot of good uh, problems that mm-hmm. she has seen that she's had to deal with and that, that maybe could be you that you need to um, deal with one of them being as a real quick, Oh, by the way, awards. Let me hit that real quick. Yeah. You know, I actually just got a um, NAM mm-hmm. and on the award, it said a fifth gold star and the fifth award, but it's actually my sixth award. So what should I do in this situation where they miscounted my NAMs? Okay. First of all, go in your record, look at it, make sure every award you've ever gotten is a personal award. When I say award, I mean NAMs, comms things like that are in there. And then if there's one that's labeled wrong, say you, you, you have two fives 
You have two fifth awards. First of all, that's not your fault. All right. You did not write yourself up there for that award. The command wrote you that award, but you can also add in your letter to the board, you can add a paragraph explaining mm-hmm. that award, blah, blah, blah. It's actually my sixth award, but it was a, a mistake due to no fault of mine was labeled as a fifth award. I just, you know, make the board, at least that lets the board know that, that you, you saw it and you recognized it and you want to let them know about it. That's good. And I, I have that. I have the same issue. I have, I think two of the same number NAMs, whatever. Uh, it's not a huge deal, but if, if it bothers you, definitely, definitely put that in there. And Lisa lets the board know that you recognized it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most important takeaways is that you need to let the board know that you saw the mistake. Even if it's a simple typo, you need to mm-hmm. let them know that, hey, I saw the mistake and I took action to correct it or to notify you that it, there is a mistake so that they can have the warm fuzzy that you are looking at every putting hands on every piece in your record. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And before I go ahead and finish it with uh, Chief sent up, and then we'll get in a couple other things. So we talked about the missing reports. And she had said that she had evals that had the uh, the date and the year, the, the day date and the year flip-flopped on her eval, which is, can be fixed by administrative. Uh, administrative change. Right. Because that's an obvious typo. And it lets the board know that you recognize that. Um, yeah. So personally speaking, she had evals that were flip-flopped the days and the years. Uh, and she had missing evals that she was able to send in. Um, and let's talk about one other thing that she hit up on was uh, corporate knowledge. All right. I, I, I advise any sailor going up for a board, whether it's all the way from chief to master chief, have more than one person look at your package. Well, have a recent person that yes. has that the board because it's so much yes. has changed yes, in the last definitely. three, four years. Right. Yes. So if they have, if they sat uh, the board in years past, they may not have that up-to-date information right. or the new uh, stipulations of what they're actually looking for, like the precepts. Precepts and how the board's run, because the board's changed in the last five years, mm-hmm. changed a lot. So make sure you get with uh, that that board member that said it in the last two or three years, just to make sure you got, you know, they're looking at everything and they have the, first of all, they have the recent memory of sitting the board True. And second of all, they set the board after all the recent changes. But I don't don't have a problem now. If there's somebody there that hadn't set the board in a while, I'd have them look at it too, you know, because they might catch something obvious. Right. But I definitely have a current board member or a recent board member set that uh, and it's, look at that package. That's a good uh, practice. Definitely, definitely. Um, and if you guys are wondering. Just for your information, the active letter to the boards are due 26 July of 2021, and the reserve are due 28 June 2020, 2021, which is kind of it's tough. You guys, results come out later, but it's due earlier. The results come out next week. Yeah, but Monday. the active duty has been out for a, for a hot minute. Right. And they got a whole extra month. <laughs> That's messed up, right? Yeah. Fingers crossed, man. Yeah, Say a prayer man. if you're listening. I, I'm hoping I passed my test. I'll tell you what. And I'm going to speak on the reserves just a little bit because you do not understand what it is like to live uh, your civilian life. And I I say maybe like 28 days out of the month. And then um, on day 29 and 30, you flip that switch and you got to remember 
all of your Navy knowledge, how to wear your uniform. Just think about yourself when you go on leave for a week and you're running around looking for your bootstraps or whatever. <laughs> now I'll talk about going, uh, not being uh, wearing the uniform for a whole month and then trying to remember everything that you talked about last month and different things about evals and just things that you hadn't thought about for a whole month. And then you turn it on for two days and then back back to your civilian life. So right. reservists, you know, hats off because that's tough. And then um, in, in the test, you know, I don't work air traffic control. And so much has changed since I have actually controlled that that test is absolutely difficult. It's mm-hmm. in a different language, pretty much, you yeah, know. It is. And um, so for those reservists that are passing their exam and they're doing it, uh, hats off to you because this is not an easy task. No, it's not. And uh, I, I feel for y'all. <laughs> it's tough. It's it's real tough. So just uh, if you guys are wondering, the NAV admin for the CPO uh, board information for active and reserve is navadmin 050-21. And just for all you salty goats out there that are going up for advancement, let me just pull it up real quick for y'all just in case. I know most of y'all probably know, but just in case, I'm going to hit hit you up real quick on this. So that NAV admin for Master Chief and Senior Chief Selection Board is 013-21. So uh, that's for y'all. And our and I'm going up for Master Chief. So my Senior Chief and uh, Master Chief Laird the Boards are due 17 May, I believe, of 2021. So let's talk about that just real briefly before we get, get off here. But uh, there's always been this little controversy or, or uh, back and forth about career summary mm-hmm. letters. And you typically don't do the career no, summary letter. Um, however, with some of the feedback that we've been learning about through the series from Master Chief Roberts and just a couple of other people yeah. this year, you've actually decided to write a career summary I, letter. I did. I did. Um, I'll give you my take on it. I never did because I don't know. I just thought it was extra work. Uh, I guess he used to call me lazy or whatever. <laughs> uh, I never, I never did, but you know, after talking to senior Griffiths and, uh, Master Chief Roberts, they go back more than five years. Right. All right. And I was looking at my ladder, which if you go, I uh, recommend you guys go look at, uh, listen to Lease Part 2 and Part 3 if you haven't yet. Um, Yeah, this series, uh, we've we've kind of gone through the steps of of getting ready. And I know uh, Part 3, Master Chief talked about the ladder, which is important. That's what, what they expect your rate to do or have these wickets hit for these current pay grades you're trying to trying to attain. So I looked at mine and there's a lot of things that are on there that I didn't hit as a senior chief, not because I didn't want to, it's because I didn't have the opportunity, but I did have the opportunity as a chief. And a lot of those wickets I hit as a chief. So I want just to make sure they go back and look past five years with, I was told they do. I gave them a reason to. And that, yes. in that career summary letter, I went back. Now you can go back as far as you want. I decided to go back as, my, as a go back as far as my first mate chief. So chief and senior chief, I went back. Well, I think if you're wondering how far should I go back, you go back until you can hit those precepts. Right. So for example, I was qualified in 2000 and um, 
nine as a, a, a facility watch supervisor, which is right. our, our top qual for air traffic control. But that was many moons ago, right? So I think you go back as far as you need to, to make sure that each each little wicket, each precept um, is annotated and shown so that they don't have to search through your record. Mm -hmm. They don't have to guess, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, well, did she get qualified? Let me keep going back, keep going back. And maybe they stop in 2010 and don't get to my 2009. Right. Right. You know, because as a reservist air traffic controller, you cannot get FWS again because you can't stay current. You're not, you're a reservist. You're not there enough to stay current on your qualifications. So it's impossible to get unless you do like a three-year Kenrec or whatever somewhere to an air station. Right. Which you don't I've never seen as an air traffic an air traffic controller do that. I've been to three air stations. I've never seen that. So you have to show that you were an FWS or had those big big ticket qualifications at one time in your career. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh so that career summary, I decided, like I said, to go back as a chief when I, my first eval was a chief petty officer and I put in my uh commands qualifications, leadership roles, and education, which was senior listed academy for me. And uh, I'm going to submit that. Now, look, guys, we have we have the email. If you guys want a copy of what I sent, I can send you one that is that is mine, which is a little more condensed, or I can send you one that's that's really thorough. Hit us up. I can send those to you. I don't have a problem. Just hit us up with your name, your email address, and I'll send you a copy of one. I'll send you a, a, a word copy so you can edit it to fit your needs. Yeah. And that's at e14podcast at gmail.com. So right. Or inbox us on the E14 Facebook page. Either or works. I'll check both of them. Right. The email will be a little bit better. It'd be faster. So uh, like like uh, Jamie said, e14podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. No tech. No tech, just e14podcast at gmail.com. Please hit us up and I'll be more than happy to send that to you. Uh, I, I had the, I used it. I used a copy of a master chief who made it last year and she sent me hers and I used that to, to make mine. So it's a proven career summary. It worked. She made master chief. So it, it definitely worked. Right. So, so. That I think that just kind of wraps <laughs> up what we were trying to portray and trying to get out there for you. And hopefully this is very helpful to those that are listening in. And um, if you do have any more questions or anything else that we can help with, we will find the people that know and we will get that information out uh, as soon as possible because we are running on the deadline. Letters yeah. to the border will be due soon so we want to make sure that everyone is just as prepared as they can be and guys like i said we are the sailor's voice but we don't know what you we don't know what we don't know so please hit us with questions hit us hit us with uh what you want to see this Mm -hmm. is for you guys as much as for us so uh please reach out to us yeah and as always we hope that you are doing well and we wish you Fair winds and following seas.